The Magi prostrated themselves and did him homage. We have so much to learn from these wise men of old. But before we get to their worship, let's review how they got there, involving both science and religion. Note it starts with them famously seeing the star at its rising. They noticed it, they measured it, they figured out what was going on. There was a rational work. We could call it science. The use of their intellect, their mind. But that only gets them to Jerusalem. Then they ask for the help of the Jewish people, the chosen people, the use of the revelation known by the prophets and the scholars in the scriptures, and they make an act of faith, trusting these people, trusting their religion, and then back again. After doing so, the star again. Again, whatever it was, Michael Barber does a beautiful job in the book we gave at Christmas, reflecting on that, but whatever it was, it was observable. There was data there. They employed their intellects, their science. And only then, with the meeting of Christ, as this star was seen proceeding and rested upon the place where the child was, did they worship the Christ child. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Again, an act of faith. Science and faith, science and faith. In what we now have to call last year's parish book study, the book Return by Brandon Vaught, we learned that we're in the midst of an epidemic, that in recent studies we've learned that half of young Catholics, those 35 and younger, have left the practice of the faith in which they were raised, literally 50%. So today we're starting a a new three-week series. For the next, this homily and the next two, we're going to explore the, the three biggest reasons why young people are leaving the practice of the faith, but also what to say in response to it, or at least some food for thought. Next week we're going to be looking at moral teachings, through the lens of the baptism of the Lord. The following week will be the problem of suffering, as seen in the wedding feast at Cana. But today, today we look to the Magi for faith and reason. The Magi remind us to use our minds, and what a blessing we're given in them, the ability to ponder and pursue truth. We must always look at the Magi in juxtaposition of the shepherds. Right? The, the shepherds, the first worshipers at the manger, they were overwhelmed by those angels. They had basically no choice but to act on their faith. The angels, a whole host, an army of angels came to them. The magi, on the other hand, they could have very easily ignored it. Sometimes we look into the sky and we, we see, you know, beautiful stars or a planet that gets our attention, but we can ignore that. They could have as well. Just as we can easily ignore the 
study of our faith or pondering the questions therein. But they're heroes for us because they didn't. They didn't stop at just wondering, I wonder what that is. Imagine where we would be. That great song. The great statues. If they had just ignored it. But they followed the logic. They followed the science. They followed the reason. They followed the star. When faced with someone, maybe it's our very self, who's struggling with the faith because we're trying to be scientific, I propose that we look to the Magi for three reasons. First, because they follow the truth. The Magi's minds get them going in the right direction. Faith is not contrary to reason. And specifically, belief in God is not contrary to reason. I hope you know that the great philosophers through the ages, led by their intellects, have necessarily pointed that there must be a God. Look to the writings of Thomas Aquinas, but even Socrates and Plato. They look to the order of creation and it leads them. They look to the the need for a first cause even before that thing we call a Big Bang and it leads them. Look to the difference between dependent and independent beings And it leads them. It leads them like the magi across the sands towards faith. That's first. They follow truth. But secondly, secondly, we honor the magi because they stop and ask for help. The God of Christianity is never one that is worshipped in isolation. The gods of the philosophers, the gods of the scientists, it's something that can be pondered in isolation. But the God of revelation and religion, we can get close with just using our intellect. But there necessarily must be another. There is the other that, that is to be worshipped, and there is the others that we worship with. The Magi with all humility, go to Herod and ask for help. Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We've gone as far as our minds can take us. can't tell you how many times parents and grandparents ask for prayers for a loved one, asking for advice on how to help a loved one come back to the practice of the faith. These days I always point them to to Brandon Vaught's book, Return, but I also tell them always this, to pray for the other, to pray for another to come into their lives, to pray for a a co-worker or a neighbor, a friend of theirs to, to come to faith and then help them. I don't tell them to pray for someone perfect to show up. I sure don't claim to have all the answers on that front. But I also point them to the Magi. Because they go to someone who's surely not perfect. They go to Herod, the wicked, awful king who very soon will call for the death of all boys two years old and younger. But God can choose imperfect tools to do great work. Herod didn't even have the answer, right? But to his credit, 
He found those who did. And the Magi went to him. And thirdly, those Magi are honorable because when they found what they were looking for, they worshipped. They didn't try to possess. They received him in humility, bowing, prostrating themselves, and doing homage, not trying to control him, not trying to take him back to the east, but instead pondering. When people are struggling with faith and reason, we can look to the Magi. In them we see not a fight between science and religion, between faith and reason, but a balance between them, even better, a dance. For in the end, in the end of the Gospel passage today, we see that perfect balance. Do you remember how it ends? After they lay those famous gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, it says, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. What kind of crazy person listens to a dream? Seriously, I have all sorts of dreams. If I acted on all of them, my goodness, where would I be? But, but, they do. But not just out of blind faith. They also used their minds. Imagine that. Imagine them coming face to face with Herod. If he was such a psychopath, as the scriptures make it clear that he was, they must have known something weird was going on with this guy. Let's not go there. And then having that confirmed in a dream, how much better. May we do the same. May we let faith and reason dance in our lives and in those that we love. And after worshiping, may we use both our minds and our hearts to follow the dream that God has for each of us.